while I'm pulling up my notes. You can turn in your Bible, if you have one, with me to Psalm 42. Uh, we are in, a middle, in the middle of a series in, in the Psalms that we call Longing for God. And every other week, we take a new psalm and we pull it apart and see how it applies to our lives. The off weeks that we have are, uh, well, so the first week of the month is Longing for God series. The second week of the month is Youth Culture uh, uh, series. We have one of those a month. And then we go back to um, Longing for God for the third week. The fourth week is a current events week. And then if there's an odd month where there are five Wednesdays, then I just do a random thing for that fifth uh, Wednesday. But that's kind of our format for these times together so you understand uh, the method behind the madness. All right. So, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, the last real craving I had was for a name of food. All right, turn to your neighbor. All right. All right, let me hear some of the things that you said. Chick-fil-A? All right. Any, what do you guys? Chick-fil-A? Another Chick-fil-A? Sushi. Yeah. All right. What? Yeah. All right. You know how it is. Shh. When you have that craving for something to eat and you're that hungry, you, I mean, it, it can become something that consumes your thinking and your stomach lets you know and reminds you as well. And those cravings for whether it's something to drink or whether it's something to eat uh, are physical, of course. But um, there's, there's a, a spiritual way to apply that in our lives, and we want to look at that this evening. And in Psalm chapter 42, we read, uh, we're talking about longing for God, longing, this deep desire, wanting very badly. It can almost be thought of as like a, a spiritual hunger. A, a, a thirst for something. And no psalm better expresses that, in my opinion, than Psalm 42. And I'm going to read through the whole psalm, and then I want to talk to you about it. Why would this be important? Well, um, God designed us in a way that we have a a, a kind of like a missing piece or a hole, a God-shaped hole inside of us. And unless that is filled with God, we're going to have a certain sense of emptiness or incompleteness that people all over the world who experience the same thing will try to fill with something, right? Because nobody wants to live in a constant state of dissatisfaction, of discontent, of unhappiness, of feeling so hungry that you're feeling like you're starving in, in, inside. Um, so some of the things that people will try to fill this longing, this God-shaped hole with are things like um, human affection. Um, and that Satan twists and warps, and he tries to get us to think that sex is what we need there. And so people will run around. I was watching a 
a documentary about one of the Rolling Stones, the bass player, and um, he was known to be the most, uh, uh, let's just say, um, how can we say this appropriately? He was the naughtiest of all of them. And wherever they would go, he'd have uh, a, a different girl with him each night. And it, it, he got to feeling like he was hollow, and then that didn't work, and that stopped filling the void. And so then um, he, he watched, he didn't turn to drugs, which his other bandmates did, but he got to a place in his life where he, uh, he, he did try drugs once because this was such a longing in his heart, this hole, and he had such a bad reaction to it that he quit the band left the whole lifestyle and, and went searching in a different direction because he thought, I just can't do this. It's not the answer. And uh, I don't know that he's ever found the answer, the answer the Bible talks about, but he figured out over a long period of time that what a lot of the world has to say about filling that void wasn't really the answer. And so there are so many things that, 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 that we could talk about that fit into this category of, of false solutions. And part of the reason it's so seductive is because of advertising. Because advertising, what do they want you to do? They want you to buy their product so they can get rich, right? They keep their stockholders happy. And so what do they do? Uh, they try to get you to think that your life isn't complete unless you have what they have to offer. And so whether it's Coca-Cola, Budweiser, or Alexis, or anything in between and all those other things, you know, it's always the happy, happy people using the product, drinking the drink, or eating the, whatever it is, consuming it, buying it, driving it. And it seems in the advertisement, like they have found the missing piece. And so we all run out and we buy those things because we think that's got to be the key. That's got to be the way, the answer. And it's not. And so what the Bible tells us is that there is deep satisfaction to be found for our souls. But it's not where the world wants us to look for it. And so let's take a look at Psalm 42 and let's Look at the author's words, all right? Here, I'll just read from the beginning. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul how I would go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you downcast or cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and from Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. 
and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So there are a lot of things in this. And I want to pull out just a couple because we don't have the, uh, enough time to go too deep into this. But there are two primary things that I, I've noticed in this that I think might be helpful for us. If we're sitting here or me standing here thinking tonight, longing for God, I may be doing a lot of searching, but I'm not feeling like I'm finding what I'm looking for. I'm not feeling satisfied in my life. Things just aren't seeming to go well. Uh, life may have thrown me curves. And I, I, want, I want that satisfaction, and I want to find it in God, but I'm struggling with this because my relationship with God may not be what it ought to be. And there are others of you that might say, you know what, I, I want a relationship with God that, that kind of is like what this author is, is saying, but I just don't feel that. How do I get that if I don't feel it? And so I noticed a couple of things in here that may help, help us develop a greater spiritual hunger and be more satisfied. So notice that he can't wait to get to God's house. Isn't that interesting? He couldn't wait to get there. Um, we would say, um, instead of what he says, when he says, when shall I come and appear before God? We would say, when shall I go to church? Or um, when, when can I be in God's presence? And as New Testament believers, we believe that God is with us wherever we are, and we can be in his presence through prayer all the time. But there's something special about being together, even singing tonight. I felt there was some special connection as we join our voices together in praise to God. And there's something for the soul, something satisfying. It's like a long drink of water. If you allow it to be that for you and your heart is in the right place when we come together. And the, this was written by a worship leader by maybe a couple of worship leaders that got together. And for, for whatever reason, they were having a, a period of time where they weren't able, whether they were sick or whether there was some ban on it or whatever, they weren't able to go to the temple and they weren't able to go with God's people to worship God together. And, that, and they felt the deep uh, dissatisfaction about that. If you miss church... If you miss being together with Christians, does that bother you? Do you feel something missing? Is there something lacking? I was talking with a student today uh, at, at CCS, and he was talking to me about how he wished that when he was with other Christians his own age, that they would talk about God more. And not so much about the weather or sports and other things like that. That's all fine, he said. But I really feel like we don't know how we don't practice God conversation. 
and one-on-one or in groups. And it's difficult for us because we don't really do that very often. And things that we don't do very often, we get awkward about. And so what if we could do that? And so this guy that writes this psalm is, pro- is, is maybe they were experiencing a pandemic. Who knows? But whatever the reason they couldn't get together was, he, he, he missed that. And when you, I don't know if you, when, you, when you're absent or when uh, you can't go to church or you can't be with God's people, if that, if that bothers you. I hope it does because that, that hunger is what gets you to go back and get spiritual food. If our stomachs didn't growl, we probably wouldn't feed ourselves as much as we do. And that's one of the, th- the ways God designed us. We feel hungry, so we eat. But when we feel spiritual hunger, the Bible tells us, get together with God's people. Be with them. Be in fellowship with Christians. If you can't do it in person, you can FaceTime. You can text with them. You can, whatever way you can to get uh, uh, connected with other Christians and ask for somebody to pray for you or, or just have some God talk together. And that's an important thing that we can do to kind of develop a greater satisfaction in our relationship with God. Because there's nothing like being with somebody as you approach God. When we do it by ourselves, there's an important thing uh, that we want to pass out to you guys tonight. Um, and... Um, Maybe I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, let me ask my youth leaders to do that now because if I don't do it while I'm thinking about it right now, I'll forget. And, uh, we have on-track devotions that we want to pass out to you guys. And this is the, uh, the way that we suggest you approach your quiet time with God. And you may have something already where you might um, be in a Bible study with a group of people um, maybe, you know, on your sports team or just maybe you have some accountability partners and you're going through a couple books of the Bible. And that's fine. That is fine to do. Uh, and you may be using your devotional time for that. I don't want to interrupt that. I don't want to, to tell you you need to stop doing that and do something different. But what I want you to see here is an opportunity. You might grab some friends uh, you might even some people in the room here and say, hey, you know what? Uh, starting in September, let's go ahead and do this. It's the book of Matthew. It's a great book of the Bible. And there's basically one chapter for every day. Um, a little bit, uh, not quite, but it's a way that we can do it together. And the, and the beauty of this system is that it helps you learn how to study the Bible for yourself. There's an old saying that if you give somebody a fish, you feed them for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. And I want you to leave Ignite. I want you to, if you, if you, if you hang with us, uh, that at the end of your time here, that you would be able to feed yourself from God's Word. And so on track is our way of doing that. And that's for a personal, one-on-one you with God, by yourself, time, where you read, you pray, and you just, you have that relational bond that forms between you and God. 
if you do that over the course of time and then you, you miss it, like you, you skip, you kind of sense it. Your soul feels it. And it, you'll get that hunger back. I think if you are feeling like you're a little dry in your spiritual life right now, spending time with God in prayer and Bible reading each day will help. Now, I don't know when you're freshest. Uh, I had to wake up really early this morning. I did not do my devotions this morning. I'm going to do them later tonight because it was really early. And you may not be very uh, awake, you know, early. You're just rushing around trying to get ready for school. If you're in school, if you're doing um, NTI, then it's not as big a deal. But uh, doing your devotions when you're fresh is a big, is a, is a big plus. You get more out of it if you do. And so if you give God that time, I would encourage you to do that. And then keep yourselves accountable um, by that. Now, there are dates on each of those pages. And I want you to forget about those. All right? That's the one thing I don't like about OnTrack is that it puts a date on each page. They still do that, don't they? Is there dates on those? Okay. All those dates do is make you feel guilty when you get off. Like, and you miss a day, because then you're like, oh, what do I do? And then uh, you miss two days, and then, oh, I'm really behind. Oh, I'll just quit. That, I hate that. No, think of it as a way, a guide to go through the Bible. And if in Matthew, it takes you two months instead of one to get through it, where you're just struggling, you're, you're maybe able to only do it three, four times a week, then, it, yeah, it takes you a little bit longer. But guess what? At the end of it, if you jot things down in it, you'll be able to say, look, I have been through a book of the Bible. And you know more about it than when you started. And you have seen the life of Jesus in action by doing that. And that's going to lead me kind of to my, uh, to my second point. Uh, but uh, as I look at this passage, the other thing I notice is that um, it's good to look back and remember what uh, a, a season of good relationship with God feels like. And so we see that in this psalm. Um, God is going to feel out of reach to you in your life most of the time. All right? I don't care how spiritual you are. God is with us. It's like a paradox. God is with us very close, but also it feels just out of reach. And part of the reason for that is that God gives us his presence, but he's so much bigger than us, we can't get our arms around him. We can't find him in any satisfying sense, which is like, oh, we got him figured out. That next thing to conquer in life, I got God figured out. That doesn't work. So when we, when we find that, that uh, we're in our relationship with God where we're kind of pursuing him and we feel like we're, we're kind of having a hard time keeping up perhaps, that may not be because you're doing such a poor job of keeping up. It maybe it's just because his strides are so big. And when we uh, are pursuing God, it's, it's not like we're going to catch up to him and we're not going to be <laughs> saying, all right, 
I'm going to lap you. All right, you just hang out there, and I'll be back. It doesn't work that way. And that should, I want that to be an encouragement to you. Um, there's a sense in which God is so wonderful for our souls that we could never say, I'm full up. I don't need any more of God. The more we experience, the more we want. Do you remember the story of the woman at the well? Jesus sits down with her, and, she's, and he says, may I have a drink? She says, okay. And uh, so he, he then says to her something that made her stop because she'd been to the well a lot of times, and she knew what water tasted like and how she kept having to come back. And who knows how far she had to go each time she went. But when he said, uh, I have a water that you could drink and never be thirsty again, it says in verse 14, whoever drinks the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. And what water is he talking about? He's talking about the water of eternal life. And well, I want to kind of wrap all this up for you guys today with this idea. Life of a, the life of a Christian is a pursuit of God, and it's a hungering and thirsting after a different kind of satisfaction, and the world is offering. It says in Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I have come that they may have life. That's you and me. They might have life and that we would have it to the full. In Psalm 23, David says, um, my cup runneth over. When he was with God, he was filled to the brim overflowing, and when somebody is experiencing that kind of God life, it, it spills out into the lives of other people. And I want you guys to experience that so badly. And I really want you to, uh, to, to taste and see that the Lord is good and to experience this deep satisfaction that comes through knowing him on a level that we don't often think about. And so, yes, plan to go to college, plan to do great things, plan all this stuff. But if all of your plans that you're trying to do, all of the, you know, the things you do to try to uh, make yourself better or more attractive or, or, or more popular or whatever, is, is really an attempt to find satisfaction, it's not going to work. Find that in God. If you find your satisfaction in God, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All those other things will be added unto you as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. And Lord, I pray uh, that you would give me a greater longing for and a greater thirst for following after you with all my heart, with all my soul, as the Bible tells me to love you. And Lord, uh, forgive me for the times when I chase after other things to find satisfaction, whether it's money or whether it's the praise of people 
comfort or, uh, or, or whatever it is, Lord. I spend a lot of my life trying to get people to like me more than I spend my life trying to please you. I get my priorities out of whack. And Lord, I, I pray that you forgive me for that when that happens. And Lord, if there's a student here tonight who feels like they have uh, been searching in the wrong places for a satisfaction, I pray that you would help them to lay that down, to set it aside, to, to get off those trails and get back to the path that leads to the deepest satisfaction that we could ever find, and that's in a relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. He is the living water. And Lord, we pray that as we uh, get to, to sing this last song, that uh, you would increase our desire and our hunger to thirst after your righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.